not underestimate the power of There's that right. noise again. It must be another week that I'm still alive. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 448. Oh, man. It's the week after E3, and here we are. We're yeah. alive. We survived somehow. We have a, an episode that we're going to be putting up somehow where we did it in an Airbnb, and everyone got real drunk, and Steve, yeah. Steve was there. And yeah. And Greg you was were there. there and you were there. You weren't there, but anyway, uh, I'm Max Scoville. I was I'm, there and then left. I'm joined. Yeah, you were like, I'm so tired. I'm gonna go to bed. It was twelve. <laughs> I was totally over. over by twelve thirty. It had just started at yeah. like twelve twenty. Not related. We saw pictures of you at the JW Marriott. You little rat boy. Why did you say you were there and you left? That's the the way everybody would describe that scenario. I'm still there to this day. Apparently, they made fun of me. Yeah, we did. Yeah, good. Well, now we're making fun of you on the show. Yeah, I wasn't even there, and I'm doing that. Anyway, I'm I'm Max. Scoville, I'm joined once again uh, by Andrew Goldfarb until hey. he decides to leave. Uh, Brian I'm Altano, forever. Hey, and uh, Marty Sleva. Greets. Yeah. The slip, they call him. Marty was Marty told. The slip, Sleva? So I, I really like the shirt. You look Thanks, great. Man. But uh, Marty got yelled at Marty by James Faulkner up that he's not. God damn it. <laughs> that he's not allowed to wear that on camera because the murray will be too bad. Yeah, it's too. It's, it gets like dirty. an eel. Yeah. And then I punched him. I punched James Faulkner right yeah. in the kidney. All right. Wow. Well, okay. It was easy. Right. Literally last cricket. week we played ten thousand games. The food? <laughs> yeah, there yeah. wasn't. Uh, All right. So hot farts. There's a lot of games to talk about. Yeah. There's, there's no you, news. No, so. there's no news. This no. is yeah. going to be sort of a recap of stuff. Some of the stuff uh, we talked about on the post show after the conference. Some yeah. of the stuff you'll hear in the joke episode. And some but, of it is stuff that we saw BCD in the latter days yeah. of the show, so that we have a little bit more insight into than we did like right after the conference. Yeah. Before we jump into games proper, Brian, you want to talk a little bit about the conference? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty, like, I think it's pretty okay to say, and I don't want to be wearing my, like, my fanboy garbage on my sleeve or whatever, but Sony won E3, like, yeah. can I say yeah. that? Can I just yeah. Yeah. say yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Like, Microsoft had a good conference. I, know, I wrote a joke about how they only showed a, a slim version of, like, that, obviously that's not what they did for a mm-hmm. full hour. If you, if you believe that... You're brain damaged. There's yeah, no, well, they didn't, they didn't, for 60 minutes, they didn't go, we only have a slim console. Uh, I'd Sony say their offering was pretty slim. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I read a stat that Sony showed the most games at E3, and their conference was the shortest, which just yes. tell you that they re- did a really good job of pacing and format and focus. I mean, their conference was breathless. Yes. It was it, it was literally, it started, uh, we ran from the live show to watch it, yep. and at some point I'm like, ah, man, I really need to pee. I'm going to wait until they talk about sports or numbers or something, and it just never happened. You, and you they're can, like, hey, you're on air again in five minutes. I'm like, well, I have to pee. There's, a, something. there's that app that tells you when a good time to pee during, during a movie, movie. Yeah. Um, and I think if they ran the, the E3 press conferences through that yep. app, every single one of them would have had... 10 or 15 minutes where you could be, you could pee the Especially, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Or even Microsoft was just like, here's a bunch of people playing Minecraft. Remember that game? Uh, Sony was just, like, they didn't even mm-hmm. go to uh, weird sort of, like, long-winded developer interviews. They didn't have a lot of, like, uh, they didn't do, like, celebrity, like, hey, it's Sean White yeah. showing they, off his socks. They didn't, like, they yeah. didn't do the thing where they showed, like, just a graphic of, like, a PS4 with a number next to it, yeah. whether it was a price or a number of so- sold yep. or whatever. Yeah, the would... only, I mean, like, it's nitpicking, right? My only, I think the very end of the conference, uh, I thought it was a weird note to end on. I thought the uh, yes. Days Gone demo was a really weird yes. fight. After yeah. that, like any other conference, that would have been great. But like for that conference with that many big things, 
that was a weird. I mean, there were so many other choose. things they could have ended on. Like exactly. they could have ended on Spider Man or yeah. Death Stranding. I think they or, should have ended on Spider Man. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally with you guys. It's sort yeah. of like it was like you know, a really good album where the last song's like what? yeah. So and that's I, the thing. Like I, that I demo, but I can't help but feel like that was a contingency plan. Like there was something else they had lined up that, that just well, wasn't ready. I mean, so all so the rumors, rumors yeah. yeah, the rumors were that uh, there was a Red Dead Redemption Two reveal that was going to yeah. happen, but that it took place in a bar. Yep. And they, they removed it because of the events in Orlando. Uh, and, and then, obviously, they got Days Gone to replace it. But then Sony straight up said, no, this has been content locked for Right. Months. And also, yeah. like, the Days Gone demo was a man mowing down mobs of people with an assault rifle. Yeah. Freakers. For, for whatever you want to call it. That's I hate uh, that. You know, yeah, there's, I, there's never been a word that makes me want to play a game less. Yeah. Just call two, them Call them zombies. There's two... Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, there's two ways I think that rumor is dumb. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I I do think Sony... I, I do think that rumor is probably not true. I think the Sony... One? Yeah. Because yeah. Sony Adam Boys responded on Twitter and was like, no, this content's been locked for a month. For months. I do think uh, it's true that that was never going to be part of the conference. I also think it's that that conference was locked for months. Yeah. I think that... E3 conferences, like, literally, we've heard stories from people where, like, the night before an E3, an E3 conference, the game gets pulled or added. Like, yeah. those things are in flux. Well, yeah. so let's talk about that real late. quick, because one of the things that was the most impressive about Sony's conference was it was the least leaked. Oh, yeah. I mean, that whole, it was the only one. It was I mean, the hardest one for us to cover, because yeah. Microsoft and Ubisoft, a run of show leaked for it's both. It's crazy. With yeah. the song pairings yeah. next to each game. And yeah. It was yeah. like action game number three with Guns N' Roses. You're yeah. like, what? Yeah. That's the only time. I mean, it's weird, right? Because it mostly just affects us, because people watching, sure. it doesn't really matter. But like those are probably the two biggest E3 leaks ever. Oh, the yeah. fact that it was literally in order what was going to happen, mm-hmm. that was crazy. And it, it, yeah, for news, yeah. it was awesome because I was like, okay, Marty, you're up next. It's going to be Dead Rising 4 or whatever. Yeah. Like, we knew it was coming. Uh, for Sony, every time we guessed, we were wrong. Well, yeah. the, we had we had heard rumors of the Spider-Man thing for a while, but we got the developer wrong. Yeah. We, we all heard did. Sucker Punch. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, like, we should go down the list. Yeah, yeah, we have, so we have all wait, the games. Really quick, I'll, be, I'll be amazed if we get all these bullet points. Really today. quick before we go into games, uh, I do agree. Sony was my favorite conference, but the big difference between Sony and Microsoft was that Microsoft conference was 90%. These are things you're going to play in the next six to yes. eight months. Yes. Yes. And then at the end, they were like, this is the future. And they showed the Scorpio. Right. Where Sony's was... You're going to play The Last Guardian in the next six to eight months. And then here's stuff you're going to be playing in 2017, 18, and 19. And I talked about mm-hmm. this before on the show about how 90% of the games that were at Sony's E3 last year haven't been released yeah. yet. That's and crazy. I would say a huge chunk of the games we saw today in a year or at E3 in a year still won't be out. So, yep. and, and that's exactly it. And I think and that's, last like, year's that's E3. a big thing. Like, it, that's a really good goalpost mm-hmm. to kind of move around. Because if you, if you look at that, if you're okay with an E3 press conference just being a showcase of awesome looking yeah, then... Sony nailed it. If you're looking for a conference that is full of games that you will be playing within the calendar year, uh, nope. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the big thing is like an E3 press conference is a funny thing because these things started as not for consumers. These started for investors. These started for, yeah. hey, this is our upcoming product lineup. This is kind of what we've been working on. But the funny thing is like now it is a show. Mm-hmm. Like it is a competition for who is the most entertaining. And in yeah. that way, it's an incredible conference. I mean, they had an they're orchestra. Selling, yeah, yeah. They're selling sizzle, not steak. Yeah. And yeah. that's great because yeah. E3 is all about sizzle. It's all about loud noises. They have the element of both surprise and the fact that they were the last ones up. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to be like the kind of the last thing out on every. Yeah, why, does always like, like, why does Microsoft not just move? Like, there's no like law. I, I always think why it's weird. Say we're going to do Tuesday morning. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I always find it funny because yeah. I mean, they, Nintendo's not there anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, I think it, it does. Uh, like realistically, the fact that these aren't games I'm going to be playing anytime soon does make me kind of 
like guard guard my expectations mm-hmm. and hype, you know. Uh, yeah. But they lose either way, right? For to me, it's a lose lose because I think if you come out and you announce twelve release dates and then one by one the dominoes fall and those games get delayed, you get the no man's sky situation where everyone's freaking out. And I think honestly, like yeah. it's yeah. better to just not say a date yeah, because then you're just. I mean, when does that game come out? Like August, August, August yeah. yeah. Two okay. months. I think like it just makes people angrier. Mm-hmm. And I think like like that last Guardian date, they would not have put a date up if they weren't going to hit it. You know, like yeah. that is like yeah. once like I love the strategy of once a date is out there, you are doing it because you were positive. Like, I would prefer that. But also, like, listen to the response that that last Guardian date got. Yeah, we were screaming. We were screaming. And that was like, any other release date just gets announced casually to E3. You're like, well, yeah, that's a day of the year. Yeah. But the last Guardian, they've teased that for so long without a date. So they can actually, next year, start putting a date on on half the games from from this conference. I mean, that's what's insane. flip out. Like, if their conference next year was a date for Final Fantasy VII Remake, a date for Kingdom Hearts 3, a date for Shenmue 3, a date for Spider-Man, like, if they just went through, (laughs) just a dating sim starring characters. We tried that once on the show. Uh, yeah, I, I think like that is still exciting, and yeah. they know that, and they know that they can get kind of a beat from that at PSX or TGS or whatever. All right, let's start with the man who's not going to get a date, and that his name is Kratos. Where did you get, that, where you get that, that young man from then? Huh? From yeah. a stork? He already had a date. Uh, like a so yeah, the show opened up uh, with the orchestra, and then mm-hmm. the reveal of God of War, yeah. which is, I mean, for for just seeing seeing Kratos on screen was enough. I think enough excitement for most PlayStation fans, but to see how that demo angled in a completely different direction for the franchise was incredibly exciting. For it us. was funny that uh, the Marcus Phoenix reveal from earlier in the day is like exactly it's like it's literally him poking his head out from the shadows and you see that he's a beard and that he's well, older. Yeah. So it, it, was would, just it funny. wouldn't be AAA video games without white guys with scruffy old beards. I mean yeah. it's just funny to me because G-O-W as the abbreviation has confused me for years. Like, I know. When, in acronyms. That's really so funny. Like, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like those two games of all games being that summer. Dad's reference, back but. and he's hiding in the <laughs> darkness again. <laughs> but no, the, uh, the God Beards of, of whatever. Yeah. was definitely stunning. Uh, yeah. And Marty wrote a uh, a a preview that's very I good. IGN's most trafficked preview of E3 2016. What was uh, it? Was that the one that said we it made us care about yeah. God of War? Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of negative reception on that. Uh, it was it was super mixed. To the best preview of all time. No, it was a fantastic preview, but people's gut reaction was, "What do you mean you didn't like it before?" And it's like, "Well, because we didn't." Would you guys win a bet? Why are you throwing no, I money? just give Marty $5. I'm always asking for money for Red Bulls, but also I feel it's a good time. Congratulations on your preview. You get $5. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. The um, annual max. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it on this show. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a trust. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write another really good preview. Okay. Yeah. Um, we talked on the show how we've all played God of War, but we sort of had mixed feelings about it. Uh, I think it was a thing that was... Uh, very much uh, at a certain place and a certain time it worked. Old God of War worked on the PS2. It worked in the mid-2000s. Like, it worked in that era of games and era of, like, just American society as a whole and storytelling in the medium. Sure. Uh, But ten years later, when we have things like The Walking Dead and we have things like The Last of Us. Yeah. uh, And and people expect a little bit more. And it doesn't mean, like, oh, they're making Kratos a pussy and he's not going to kill anything. I'm like, no, you can have both of them. You can have an amazing, violent, mechanically rich action game where you also actually care about the story and it's not about a dude throwing a woman into a cauldron so that you could proceed through a door. Yeah, and I mean, you're, I mean, I'm I'm making fun of your preview. The preview actually is really good. Uh, Corey had, uh, Corey Balrog, the Director, director. Um, had this Barlog. Uh, Barlog, thank you. God, I do that every Everybody time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Corey. Uh, no, you're, he had this incredible quote where he said, We already made a game about the Hulk, now we're making a game about Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that 
nails it. That's yeah. su- that is such a powerful quote and such a powerful example of how you can kind of re like this isn't a reboot and no, it isn't it's a ignoring what happened before. Story. Yeah, and I, uh, it's almost like the hyper violence and all the, the in his past like. You couldn't do this game without it. You need to know well, how awful yeah. he was it's and like what, what happened to him. Every, every sort of like reboot or anything like that is it. It very rarely retroactively deletes the previous iterations of that story, right? Like if you like the old God of Wars, you can go back and play them. Like mm-hmm. it sucks that you can't really do that on PS4. Yeah, but um, it, I'm hoping they, that that gets made available in some capacity. But those games are still there, and you can still play them. I think this is like this is not changing the character; it's actually enriching the character. Yes, like 100%. It, to me, it's not like removing traits from him that you that you love or you enjoy. It's giving you more backstory, and it's giving you more personality, and it's giving you more history and lineage and consequence. And consequence, it's, he's learning from what he did. Which yeah. is something you never like in a video game. Like we joke about Uncharted all the time, right? Yeah. Where it's like Nathan Drake, awesome character. I really love him. I care about him. I care about his story. But he's walking around killing all these people, and it's something that's never really addressed. And like the idea of years later, like because Kratos is immortal, this could be sent 500 years later. Yeah, we don't know. Right. Like it's so exciting to see somebody being like, okay, like there are seven games in this franchise. Yeah. Like. What would those do to a person? And what would he be like when he did decide to settle down? They very very clearly have a deep connection and passion to the source material here. Like when I interviewed Corey on our live Mm -hmm. show, uh, and both on and off camera, I was sort of just like, were you worried about the reception for this? Because like generally the gut reaction to things changing at all in almost any facet of entertainment media now is venomous vitriol. Just horrible, like, you know. If that is something, dear listeners, that you find yourself doing, uh, stop for a moment and realize that we wouldn't have Christopher Nolan's Batman movies if somebody hadn't decided to move past, mm-hmm. like, the Adam West Super Friends age. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, media has to grow. Or, or stop the Joel Schumacher Batman. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Or any of your favorite comics. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. it would all but just be I Golden think, Age forever. I think if they were changed. looking at, like, the Call of Duty trailer and the Girl <clears> Ghostbusters <throat> trailer, and they're like, oh, we're going to be the next ones. People are going to hate what we're doing with this thing. Um, and that's not the case. I think mm-hmm. there's been, there's been a very slight outcry about this, but for most people, I think like like I've said before, just go back and play the old ones. They're still there. Yeah. So well, and he's also said they've this. said like, hey, this game's gonna be filled with crazy huge set pieces yeah. where you're climbing monsters, but they didn't want to show that because like we're the dudes who we made all the God of War games. We know how to do that. Trust yeah. us, yeah. we're gonna do that. So we yeah. want to show you something different. Like you hate hate elephants. We want to kill them. <laughs> it's still gonna be violent and visceral. Like, yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, that in the trailer. Tusk off and I mean they people were pulling out all the all the hidden gods in that. Trailer, oh, you like, think like Loki might be in the background? Yeah, there's uh, so yeah, much the the Midgar Serpent. Serpent. Yeah. yeah, there's a also, lot of really like, cool stuff. Uh, I talked to him about sort of that the kind of like Tomb Raider approach of making these kind of open world environments that funnel into mm-hmm. more story driven kind of like hallways yeah. and then back into like fields and stuff like that. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, I think that's I a that. really cool way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And you guys were talking about how that game doesn't doesn't break, right? There's no yeah. cut. It's, yeah. It begins. So what we saw is. They said it's the beginning of the game, although the beginning of the game is going to be handled a little bit differently. Like, this is the beginning of the game that they tried to compact into a 10-minute story for the demo. So the game's going to sort of start where you, I think, the the kid going in and, and seeing Kratos, and the game will never cut from beginning to end. So you imagine it's going to be one continuous, whatever, 10-hour will, journey. Will the, game, will the game start with the kid's mother dying? Because uh, it's, it's heavily implied in the trailer. Oh, no, no. The, the whole I, game I, yeah. is about who is the kid's... Yeah. They're not naming the kid, or they're not saying who the mother is, because I think it's a... Some important thing. My one oh, of my theories yeah. was that Thor, or, uh, the kid is Thor, and that Kratos is that's Odin. Awesome, yeah. And, God, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think there's going to be some major really, and like they're really smart about how they're layering in mythology because yeah. I don't think like those games kind of beat you over the head with it. But I, I 
get the impression this one's going to be a little bit more subtle. And even um, like we saw the BCD, and they were like, yeah, like if you look closely as you're going through um, this area, like if you watch that demo, because the BCD was just the E3 demo that we saw, but, but a little, a little more bit, extended. They were meandering a bit. And yeah. uh, they pointed out that like there's a point where you fight the troll. It's like the big action set piece. Uh, if you look, there's like sort of a backstory that's told totally through environmental stuff there, where as you're going, there's evidence that there was a fight. And there's evidence that basically there were men who had captured these trolls and were stringing them up and torturing them and killing and them. That's why the troll and has one tusk when you come bottom. He's already beaten up. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like so if cool. you go back into the woods, you can see there's like all these like trees that are knocked down and there's like corpses and blood because one of the trolls essentially escaped and wiped out all the men. And by the time you get to the later area, he's like waiting and mm-hmm. looking to clean up if there's anyone left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Can't yeah. wait. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My That's only my only like shortcoming about this is uh I'm t- after after Skyrim and The Witcher, like I feel like the whole kind of Norse environment, I'm it's going to be hard to impress me with it, you know, yeah. just because I've seen so much of it. Uh, there was a there was a rumor that they were considering doing ancient Egypt for a second, which I really hope we get at some point. Yeah, really I mean, that's the rumor for the next AC. So it's like yeah. you might you might scratch yeah. that issue yeah. a little bit. I just want to yeah. I want to fight a man with a dog's head. Yeah, yeah. Anubis. Anubis. Oh, you can fight Anubis in Spelunky, available on PSN. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it comes out February twenty eighth. Yeah. Uh, we got to see a big old demo. Of this this is officially at that point where I don't want to pay any more attention yeah. to it yeah. until yeah. I get my I'm hands in. on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's pretty close. It's what eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get to see a bunch of new environments, which look really cool. Yeah, um, they're they're still sort of like German Alpi foresty, yeah, you know, yeah. rundown city yeah. type of thing. But they radio, radio shack dinosaurs. They, I mean, yeah. they showed the map. It's huge. There's uh, there's gonna be snow areas. There's gonna be barren desert areas. There's gonna be sort of more civilized areas. Yep. Uh, That's what I'm excited. Am I the only one who got a chance to play it? I think so. Yeah, uh, I watched yeah. I, in that little area in the behind the booth. I yeah. just watched. And so uh, they said the game mm-hmm. is very open. You go through a tutorial, and then once you're sort of out, they're like, you can follow the core storyline just fine, or you can find any of these little settlements, and each settlement and each tribe has its own story arc they can go through so it's sort of like Skyrim with the, That's with the, with the covenants or whatever, yeah. whatever they're called um, and then there's also uh, you know small stories that exist in the world but the crafting and, and resource gathering and loot drops are huge in the game so uh, the bigger the thing you kill the better the loot you get but one of the really interesting things is uh, in the options menu there is a create a quest or create a job. And what that means is if you need whatever, if ore is in the game, you're like, God, I don't want to f- like kill a bunch of things waiting for something to drop. Or you can c- have the game create a quest for you where the reward is a ton of ore. Wow. And wow. then the game will create it like a quest for you. You'll go out, and when you complete that, you're like, well, you got what you need. I love that. That's, that one of those things, so awesome. that's one of those things like the Nemesis system where I'm like, I want this in every game yes. going forward. Like, See, because like, yeah. I, like, I, I just... I platinum Far Cry Primal, mm-hmm. yep. and by the end of that game, there was a lot of like, oh, well, you need to get like three tusks from yep. this like one yep. rare, and you just and I searched for, I hunted it for mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours, yeah. and I'm like, I don't even want this thing. Yeah. I'm just doing it to do it. Yep. Um, that this kind of system would make it so much better. Yeah. That's just, so smart. I mean, it's, it's such it's a good it's idea. The, it's easiest kind of just quality of life improvement to yeah. have it. So it's as opposed to it being something you're checking on your menu repeatedly. You're like, oh, it just says I've done two out of three things here. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I yep. need to go yep. this direction. Yeah. And 
the game feels really good when you play it. it feel, I mean, it feels like was it like Mordor. We're saying it's like the it feels sort of like complex in its systems. Yeah, it's much deeper than I thought it would be. Um, there's uh, sort of you have like the Batman detective vision where the you have a sheen over the world well, and course, it shows. Of course, you. Of course it is. I mean, it's, it's a video game in 2016. Game. Yeah, <laughs> even Persona uh, has that. But now. Yeah, but it gives you a lot of info on what's going on in the world and uh, what enemies are weak to, like what type of ammo, whether it's fire or explosive or acidic yeah, or shooting um, them that directly in the like, Angus. Yes, watching gameplay, I think. Like, we did a BCD at last year's E3, mm-hmm. and they were telling us that it's it's more of an RPG than you think. Uh, watching it in action, I was like, yep. Like, it is... Because there have been gameplay demos during conferences and stuff, but yeah, watching people factor in weaknesses and watching people, like, worry about stats and stuff, I'm like, oh, like, this isn't... Like, it's hard for me not to think of it as The Last of Us or some, like, third-person Tomb Raider or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an RPG, and yeah. just because it doesn't have turn-based battles or whatever, like, I, I think that will be... It's so weird because, like, if Mass Effect is coming early next year and obviously Persona and all that stuff, like, that is going to be a crazy time for RPGs. Yeah. That, like, first what, mm-hmm. Q1 of next year. Or, like, yeah, third person action driven, non traditional RPGs. I mean, RPGs. if yeah, Zelda launches that. with that X, yeah. which no yeah. one will, but if yeah. this, um, this really looks like it looks like a culmination of every video game. It looks si- simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of torn about it because it's almost like. Um, like I, I like it. It looks grounded. Like it looks like they built a world. The systems look fantastic. It looks fun to explore. Everything you're saying about it sounds great. You just hate it, redheaded women. <laughs> yeah, I cannot stand them. It's just I think they're awful. I think they're the devil. I've I worked with them in the past. They're, yeah, it is strange to see them out in the sun so long without exploding. Yeah, um, but no, like we're uh, just kidding. Callie. We're making bits. You're just kidding. I'm sorry, Tara. Um, but no, like. Uh, uh, it, it's it's kind of like when you go to like a fusion restaurant and they're like, yeah, it's a it's the jalapeno sushi inspired tacos with panko crusting, and you're like, yep. there's too much there. Yeah, you know. So you're saying this is kind of like a jack of all trades, master of none. Well, hearing that there's other environments is is extremely reassuring. Yeah. But like, I mean, Shadow of Mordor, for instance, like I'm getting some, you know, there's some mechanical similarities there, uh, and just the fact that it is kind of this, like the fact that you can hop on mounts and run around, and there's yep. sort of like stealth elements and. Uh, that was great, except when you realize that there's, like, two areas that are sort of the same. So I really yeah. – I kind of want to go on Blackout with this and just let myself be surprised once it comes out. And just, like, the idea that there are cities mm-hmm. and that there are, like, deserts and snow areas, I, that makes me really excited. Yeah. yeah. I feel like um, we know 10% of this game. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling there's That's a big percentage a to know about yeah. a game. I mean – yeah, I mean, I just, game, I know? even mean, I'm not saying 10%, like, I feel like we know 0.1% of story, but I okay. just mean, like, yeah. we know 10% of even mechanics and systems yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, I, I feel like we know, there will be so much mechanically to that game. Yeah. You brought up the mount thing, and I thought it was really cool. The way you mount something is that you sort of approach. It's like a robot yak thing. You shoot a bunch of harpoons at it so that it's sort of like stuck to the ground, and then you go up to its ass and you hack its ass. Yeah, yeah. and you like hack its ass and you make it nice. I'm gonna keep saying hack Stop its saying ass. Hack hack yeah, you, really, uh, you shoot a bunch of ropes and then you you you, you hack and its you hack ass an and ass. you mount it. Yeah, yeah. And you kick it right in the tunt. Yeah. What the? <laughs> Death Stranding. <laughs> All right, Death Stranding. Oh my god, it's not a game at all. It no, is not a game right now. It's a yeah. really weird trailer. Kojima's one of the only people in the world that can be like, hey, look at this weird art house film I made with my friend from The Walking Dead. We're going to yep. watch it together now instead of putting it in the MoMA like a bunch of weird dudes. Oh, I'm so excited for whatever, yeah, it looks the, great. whatever it looks the hell this is. Yeah, I want to go back in that dude's mind. You know, yeah. it's just, it's always, like, this is more, Metal Gear Solid Five was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. 
And when I think back on it, I think about the the systems and how they worked in, in synchronicity and how fun it was and how gorgeous it was. But I also think about how weird it was and how there was a horse on fire and mm-hmm. you could put dead bodies and trains on balloons. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I want to, like, that's Kojima. Everyone yeah. makes yeah. action games, but no, only Kojima makes yeah. Kojima games. The stuff it's, in the cutscenes, yeah. like, the Phantom Pain was supposed to be its own game. And he was pretending it was, and he always knew it had to be part of Metal Gear. But, like, the dude has been wanting to quit Metal Gear since Sons of Liberty. Yeah. You know, he ends yeah. on a cliffhanger. He's like, all right, my next game is going to be sort of like a crazy Rambo James Bond game. And they're like, no, but it's a, it's a, it's a Metal Gear game, right? And he's like, okay, fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you look at Metal Gear Solid 4, and that's like a you know, far like, distance thing. going to be vignettes about yeah. the arms trade. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, you got to make a Metal yeah. Gear. <laughs> 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 like, what can I do? My next game's about a man who wakes up in a hospital, and there's horses on fire. He's like, yeah, but it's a Metal like, yeah. what can I do? <laughs> yep. And they're like, okay, I'm making a weird, weird horror game. Okay, but it's Silent Hill. And he's like, damn it, I just want to make my own thing. So Death Stranding is his excuse to do that. Uh, I'm really excited to go into this knowing nothing and yeah. probably coming out knowing even less because it's a Kojima game. Uh, uh, 2019 at the earliest. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Early. He hasn't yes. picked an engine. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it would not, like, it legitimately would not surprise me if this wasn't a PS4 game. I respect that <laughs> yeah. he is... Yeah. Being as candid as he is with that, though, like they're not like it'll look in engine footage. Like, no, they're no, like, very much this is like a concept, a tone trailer, and basically, yeah, now, like he even said in interviews at E3, they're gonna start production soon. So, like, I yeah. think that makes a lot can of you, sense. Can you do me a huge personal favor? Can you describe the tone? <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 really, I'm really interested in hearing this. It's uh, mysterious. Here? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good point too, right? Yeah. Like I, I wonder in 2035 when this game's finally out, if we go back to this trailer, if it will even remotely resemble anything yeah. in that game. I, I, I screen capped the homepage of IGN during the PS4 press con- the Sony press conference. I said PS4 because they didn't talk about Vita the entire time. But um, <laughs> got that prediction right. There was, yeah. there was a like we always get we we got told once we couldn't say like ass. And there was just this huge <laughs> picture of Norman Creedus's butt in yep. the yep. middle of fudge. Yeah, that was uh, yep. for so uh, Eric Sapp, who's on our design team, was yep. capturing screenshots to do uh, like the little thumbnails you see on IGN. And like he would like grab a bunch, and one of them was just a cropped twelve eighty by seven twenty of Norman Reese's bear <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to use so yeah, badly. Yeah, yeah, he he holds that babby, and then yeah. it puts paint fingers all over him, and then there's yeah. five yeah. ghosts in the sky. I did so there's there's a lot of stuff in there that's totally like that is very familiar Kojima themes. Yes, uh, he's got he's got uh, environmental disaster, which mm-hmm. is something he's been playing with since uh, two. Yep, yeah. uh, he's got. Spooky babies, which mm-hmm. is something he likes to screw with. There's some body horror there. Mm-hmm. Squid ink spaghetti uh, is hanging everywhere. <laughs> old pasta whales, <laughs> yeah, because whales are huge. Yeah, Moby There's that whole Captain Ahab thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when it was it was Moby Dick Studios? Yeah, and it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and it did. Like, I, I, were there we, whales? I forgot about. There's a, yeah, there's a whale. bunch of yeah. dead. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, life. and we yeah. talked about it on our post show. Crabs. I did a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. snake. That's, that's a, it's a jungle mangrove crab. <laughs> what do I do? Do I fight it? Do I stab it in the, in the face? I did a rewind of uh, the trailer where, like, it just sounds like I just took a bunch of peyote beforehand. Yeah. I was like, this is why the trailer is an allegory yeah. for his career. And sort of by the end of it, I'm like, that ah, seems right. Yeah. Oh, there's a five everywhere. There's a beached whale. He's crying because he ripped his own baby out of himself and it disappears because Konami took Silent Hills away from him. There I'm was like, that thing on Instagram of him drinking out of the, the Konami tears <laughs> mug. Did you guys see that? I feel like that was yeah. fake, but I really liked it. The mug's not real because no one print a logo sideways like that. But, <laughs> uh, but still, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the guy's free and he can do whatever he wants now and we got that, I think, 
seven. We got that trailer seven days after Konami revealed their latest in Pachinko Cashins, yeah. which was the this snake brand, this, Yeah, that 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 that. What was it like? This gorgeous cinematic it's running you know, on Fox Engine. Like yeah. it looked so good, and then it was just like a Pachinko machine. <laughs> yeah, awful. Really, awful really, mega. really awful. But uh, uh, yeah, speaking of other trailers that sort of probably weren't in game, but were also super cool. Spider Man. Yeah, probably my favorite surprise of the show. Oh yeah, even with the rumors. Uh, I'm so excited for a new Spider-Man game, and that trailer, like, yeah, very obviously, even if it's in-engine, like, the, not gameplay, but, man, there's so much hidden in that trailer, and, like, I'm, I'm not a Spider-Man comics guy at all, but uh, one of the biggest things, because there's, like, Oscorp signs and, like, Daily Bugle and all the stuff mm-hmm. you'd expect, but uh, one of the big things is, uh, apparently, there's a villain called Mr. Negative that seems to be the villain. It's his guards, there's imagery all over with his name, there's all this stuff, and, uh, is honestly... He, is he just the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a commenter. Uh, I I love the idea of a Spider-Man game where it's not Green Goblin. Girls villain. It's not Kingpin. It's not. It's not Doc Ock. Like yeah. I, the idea of hey, let's do something interesting with mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Also, Insomniac's perfect for. Also, yeah. I'm so excited to fly around New York City. That is yeah. my favorite city in the yep. world. It's going to look so gorgeous in that game. Yep. Yep. Playing the old Spider-Man games were some of the like the most fun I've ever had playing. Spider-Man on, Two on, on PS2 is probably still my favorite open yeah. world game. Yeah, my favorite part in uh, in Ratchet and Clank was uh, first of all pretending I was playing a. Rocket Raccoon game, yeah. Uh, yeah. And second, the part where you're just in this big open area and flying around on a jetpack, and I was like, yeah, "This so is cool. like just that that traversal." Yeah. And like, if they're putting that into a Spider-Man game, and it looks half as good as mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank did, but it's yeah. about and even Spider-Man. Like, yes. The thing is, if anyone, yeah. anyone who doesn't have an Xbox One, the three biggest things you're probably missing out on are uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which will hopefully be getting soon, yeah, and uh, Sunset Overdrive, most especially, which yep. is Insomniac, and the sensation of movement in that game, and of like the the build of power, and by the end of the game, the fact that you can traverse the entire city without ever touching the ground. It's all about wall running and yep. bouncing off patio and furniture. It's like, I've never, man, if you yeah, think about totally. it. I've never played a game where I understood more than ever like, I can jump right here and make it yes, to there. Yeah. Like, I, I understood distance. I understood like what I would die on and what I wouldn't. There's a, like, there's a sort of like like a rhythm to your weight in that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes totally. a lot of sense. Um, where you you it feels like the momentum actually is calculated to your actions and to the character. Yeah. Um, and a lot of games are just like a jump is a jump, no matter how you jump. But that game there feels like there's a there's a push mm-hmm. and a velocity to yeah. it. Yeah, it's exciting for because like Spider Man Two nailed the web slinging and the guy who oh, yeah. the guy who made it actually made a Kickstarter based solely a on that later. That. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no game since has gotten it right. Called rope shooter. The, um, yeah, <laughs> Spider Man Three. Uh, didn't do it well at all. And then uh, the amazing Spider-Man games, which actually is on iPad and everything else is maybe the closest. That's also yeah, on Vita, yeah. but it never felt right. And I, I mean, think Insomniac can. So the, find I'm, it. I'm really excited about this just because it's it's the first Spider-Man game. I guess we got there were those ones that were like there were the movie ones, the tie-ins, and then there was like uh, well, Shattered Dimensions. And yeah, there was, there was the Ultimate Spider-Man one. Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man was, was the last one that I remember being like, oh, this actually looks like comic books, and it looks like it's kind of doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's not strictly trying to tie yeah. to any source material. I'm really happy this isn't somehow branded like I'm. I'm really happy this isn't MCU branded. Yeah. It's not like coming. Yeah. This is yeah. totally its own yeah. thing. Yeah. It's its own uh, costume, even. Yeah. So what I, think, yeah. I, I don't think like so the costume, but screw it, whatever. I think yeah. some of the, you, I, I'm almost positive there'll be others you can choose. From oh yeah, another. If they don't throw Spider, if they don't throw Spider Gwen in there in yeah. 2016, yeah. 2017, yeah. 18, yeah. one of this comes uh, out. So yeah, really quick, the last thing about this, uh, Andrew, you want to go a little in depth on sort of Marvel gaming as a whole? Yes. Yeah. The other really exciting thing about this was they announced it, everything went up, and then Marvel.com put up a blog post where they kind of casually mentioned, oh, by the way, this is like the first. 
big, the first big push from Marvel Gaming, which is sort of rethinking our brands. And Polygon did a really interesting interview uh, with kind of the head of that about what they want to do. And the, fir- the only two we know right now are this one and then Telltale's Marvel game that they announced mm-hmm. last year, but we don't know what it is. Um, they said we'll be finding out more this year. And actually, yeah. Marty, you'll have a feature coming of kind yeah. of what we'd want to see from certain devs. But mm-hmm. it's really exciting in that, like, the MCU was born out of, hey, we gave away our rights to Fox and Sony and whatever. Let's do our own. And Marvel Studios is all internal. Yes. And if they yeah. can do that for gaming, like, they'll farm it out to devs, obviously. But, like, if they can own their brands and really, like, be as good as what this looks yeah, like, that and, sounds amazing. And the MCU has done a, such a great job of pairing superheroes with incredible directors mm-hmm. and talent. Mm-hmm. Like, getting yes. people like Shane Black and, and Joss Whedon and uh, James Gunn. And then you look at, like, we see the casting and everyone for Black Panther and we're like, holy crap, this yeah. is perfect. Yeah. So, to imagine that sort of thoughtful care and Thank actual God, want so to have nice. a good product really in games. Yeah. Like, no, like, uh, licensed games were a joke. We've talked about it on this show forever. Like, licensed games for so long were an afterthought and a cash and joke. Yep. Like, especially a lot of Activision stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas with think, this, think like, about, like, the, the Silicon Knights X-Men game. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, exactly. think about, like, yeah. that era. I've never gotten s- so angry in a preview event. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went they, and saw that and I was like, I don't want to write about this because yeah. it's going to be hard not to just also, like, completely... I, I, I worked alongside Greg Miller for years. He's one of the biggest Spider-Man fans I know. Uh, Every single time a Spider-Man game would come to his desk, I would watch the excitement disappear from him. Mm -hmm. You know, because it would just be like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the good one. They're going to bring it back to its roots. No, it's gone. We're finally going to swing uh, the craze. It's the the Sonic cycle. Have you ever seen that? Where it's like, like, oh, man, they're making a new Sonic game. Oh, man, his friends are in it. (laughs) It's just like that, like, forever. Uh, The best I could hope for for Telltale is that, like, I'm kind of burnt out on Telltale games. Like, it's, it really, I... I want to give the the new Batman like a benefit of the doubt, but like I just it's it's doesn't scratch that itch for me. The best thing I could hope is that it's a Matt Fraction Hawkeye inspired game because I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen that yeah, comic, think, but it's like the most gorgeous. Yep, like it plays with like the visual medium. Like there's a, there's entire pages where it's all like the dog's perspective and like weird stuff like that. I, I it's think, all like silhouette. I think Telltale's and, Batman's gonna be really fascinating. Uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be great because they're focusing more on the detective mm-hmm. an aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean we can um, transition into that and, and there, the repercussions of that character uh, and what he does treading into Batman's world. So mm-hmm. basically like he lets a, he, he lets a character free in a in a cutscene and that ca- character comes back to fight Batman well, later on. And there's also like politics at play. Like there's a lot of really interesting stuff they're doing. They're basically treating Batman and Bruce Wayne as separate characters in it. Yeah. And uh during the demo they were saying that like later on, like let's say episode three, whatever, like halfway through, there will be like whatever it is, whichever villains they're focusing on, it's like, oh no, like Killer Croc is loose in the city. Do you want to fix it as Bruce Wayne or as Batman? And yeah. depending on how you approach that situation, it will fundamentally change episode four and five. Like yeah, it'll, I, I, it'll totally transform. I it. did an interview with Joe from Telltale mm-hmm. and Laura from Telltale at um, at our stage, and I jokingly they were talking about how your your decisions have impact, and I'm like, I jokingly said like, oh, so it's kind of like Gotham will remember that, and mm-hmm. they were like. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's that's exactly yeah. what's happening here. And I'm like, that's such an interesting, different take than, you know, I don't know, the seventh Rocksteady game mm-hmm. where you're just in the car or mm-hmm. you're flying around, you're collecting the trophies. Like, those games are fun. I get it. I'm, no, we need this. But yep. this is this is important. Like, yep. I think it's cool to have this story. And look, like, we're getting Batman VR. Like, we're still, we're going to keep getting Rocksteady Batman games yeah. probably forever. Yeah. Or some, some studio will be making them. No, but I think a, it's really cool. He's the making. world's greatest detective. Yeah. An adventure game is totally suitable for that. Yeah. Uh, and the voice cast they've got so far is really great. I yeah, mean, although, so there, it's yeah. Troy Baker as 
Bruce Wayne. It's uh, Laura Bailey uh, as Selena Kyle. Uh, Travis Willingham as yeah. uh, Two Face yeah, or Harvey Dent. Yeah, the dude just Sully as Carmine Falcone. Yeah, yeah. which is really wow. good. But some people yeah. are a little worried about Troy. Troy was awesome as Bruce Wayne because he was just playing Troy and he sounds you know the way you would want him to. Um, his Batman voice is a little weird. Um, I think there's still time to change that, but it just maybe they'll modulate it or something. It'll yeah, sound I fine. I don't know why he went but, with a Welsh accent. I thought that was really strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, in all seriousness, it sounded like him. Making, it sounded like him making fun of somebody. Like it's like just someone doing a really deep, low register Batman voice that just sounds a little yeah. off. It's, it's weird because that's what we all thought when we first started hearing Christian Bale's voice. Um, and we got okay with it after. But a while. no, this isn't like that's that's what I'm saying. This isn't that. This isn't like it's oh, that like was BBS, a weird right? choice. Yeah. It, it is basically him just talking like this, and very like it sounds like how that was when I just did that. Like it sounds Weird. very much like Troy I'm Baker. Batman, don't you know? That's seriously what it sounds like. People, just like, the whole demo I thought was great, but when Troy started speaking, like people were snickering, like people were laughing at yeah. it, and I hope I hope they put an effect on it or just something because it just sounds weird. I mean, we've, uh, the, when, I, when I saw the Tales from the Borderlands demo the first time, it was literally a different voice actor for, oh, yeah, yeah, for Sam Whitwer. Sam yeah. Whitwer was Reese mm-hmm. and Troy Baker ended up playing him. So <sighs> there's yeah. still time from, from now to then to... Uh, side note, Troy Baker has now played uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman, Joker, and Two-Face. And Lego <laughs> Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and Lego yeah. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, huh. do, yeah, do, the big question will be if Joker's in this, it will be his voice. Yeah. Uh, It'll just be him too. Do you we should talk pivot? about Batman VR. Yeah, let's yeah. just pivot yeah. into Batman VR. Uh, did you guys all get to see it, or I did not. I got to play. Okay. It. T- Anyone else? Walk, walk. I didn't know. Oh, oh it was great. Yeah, uh, it was on uh, PSVR. You get in, you put it on. It, it uses Move controllers, uh, and the first thing is a uh, it's a menu screen. You can choose uh, the Batcave, or you can choose a crime scene. But you're on a rooftop, and when you step forward and look over the roof, it's like that sensation of like, oh god, I'm so high up. Like it was perfect. It was also the best looking PSVR thing really? I've huh. ever played, just in terms of visual fidelity. Um, we've talked before about how. Uh, on, I mean, on paper, Oculus and Vive are uh, objectively more powerful than the PSVR. But I look at this, I'm like, oh, in the hands of someone like Rocksteady, who make some of the most incredible looking games. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no fear that a PSVR is going to be too underpowered. And Shuhei Ishida did confirm that every game at E3 was running on existing PS4 hardware. Yes, there was yep. no Neo, yeah, yeah, no, no PC Neo or anything. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Um, in the two demos, uh, one of them was. Uh, you pretty much you're at your piano and Alfred comes over and you you can uh, pick up a couple things you can pick up a phone and you get chewed out uh, via voicemail by Vicky Vale for standing her up the night before you can open drawers and look at pictures uh, and then you, you eventually play piano? yeah you, I mean you hit the keys and no matter what you hit you hit the specific keys and then you go down the elevator um, but you slowly you 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 become Batman like there's a mask that's in front of you you take it and you put it on your face there's a utility belt that you strap on your waist so like literally cool. by doing this you you get batarangs that you can just start throwing at whatever you want you get a grappling hook that you can aim anywhere fire and pull things towards you um, and it's just and then you get down to the Batcave and you see the giant weird penny I don't know why that dude had a penny and then you see the dinosaur. I don't know why that dude had a dinosaur. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's also it's a Batcave thing, right? I know it's a Batcave thing. Yeah. I just we're, we're like oh, they're like they're like trophies from old fights. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. What weird. What weird dinosaur penny man? Did uh, fight? They explain it in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Like, they actually, I think the it was Two Face. The penny, the penny is Two Face. The dinosaur was from the museum in Turok. Yeah, he just he just stole it. He just he's like back when Batman Batman went through that weird crime spree phase where he just this belongs at a museum. He literally stole it from a museum. He has a couple of Pollocks that he stole and a couple of you know yeah. Just beautiful, classic old paintings. Yeah. yeah. Um, really but then uh, the second part of it was a crime scene investigation where, uh, without spoilers, a character gets murdered and you have to recreate the crime scene and find out what happened. Uh, and you use this weird method of 
fast forwarding and rewinding time as you rebuild what happened. Oh yeah, that's that was in the that was also in the next game we're going to talk about, yep. which is very strange. Um, but yeah, and so you're rebuilding this, but you the way you move is you're not physically moving around the environment. There's a series of nodes that you hop yep. to, so there's six spots you can hop to across the alley and up in the catwalks and everything. And it's all about observing this. Like this was the world's greatest detective portion, like those things in Arkham Knight where you're trying to solve a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It was that, but fleshed out more. Right, I like that a lot. Yeah, and so you're looking for fingerprints and you're you're trying to find the moment where this character's neck broke so that you can find out what happened and how this character actually died. So there's, a, probably, there's probably cummus everywhere. There's probably the, ropes everywhere that yeah, you look and you... Did you, you say cummus? Yeah, cummus. Like hummus, but made with... Okay. Um, uh, is this a PSVR launch game? They said this year. I don't think they yeah. specifically said... Okay. So launch, launch I would assume window. so. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pretty, that's pretty exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you look down, do you see your bat feet? You don't see your bat feet, no. Really? So? Yeah. No, what, what, why? Do you know he's wearing mm-hmm. sandals? Like a weird uh, dude? At a, oh, at and he's wearing show? shorts? Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's the weird thing about Batman is he only dresses the, the top night. half of his body, and a lot of times <laughs> he just has like a, a hang and wang. Yeah, down. one of the scariest things that Batman does is he just doesn't, he's he's just naked from the waist down. And yeah. Cr- criminals yeah. are a cowardly and superstitious and homophobic breed, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, they don't like it at all. Um, uh, yeah, so let's talk about uh, another cool detective adventure, which is Detroit Become Human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was... Um, it just what they showed behind closed doors was kind of a, an extension of the E3 demo. Mm-hmm. So it was um, basically you're Connor, you're uh, you are an AI, like you're not a human, uh, and I think, you're. I think Cage said you play entirely as androids in this. You do, and there's that's so that was the cool thing about the BCD, is that you're playing as this android named Connor, who is like an investigator, hostage negotiator, whatever, and it's that same scenario where you're going out to the patio. Uh, the dude, uh, another, uh, a, uh, God, what was the term for a deviant android is, um, holding the daughter of the family hostage. And basically, uh, what this explains as you're going through and finding clues is that there's evidence that he was being replaced. So that father of the family, there's all these pictures of him with the daughter growing up and he's an integral part of the family and blah, blah, blah. The father purchased a new model of android to replace him and he wow, saw it and that's snapped. That's very like black mirror. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. That a lot. And uh, so what was cool about it was you're going through and there's like a few different rooms or you can choose to talk to or not to talk to the cops. You can collect data by like. So the first playthrough they did behind closed doors was they walk straight out to the balcony and you sacrifice yourself and you save the girl. Um, And then he was like, well, let's try and do it differently. So the second time it was more about finding the clues to like you discover that you discover that he was going to buy a new one. And then the whole time there's this live constantly fluctuating probability rating that you can pull up of what are the odds that you're going to get out of this successfully. And every time you find a clue, like something you can sympathize with him or you find out his name or little things where when you go out, they earn you points with him oh, man. and you see that. the meter ticking up. Mm-hmm. And the way it worked was like, you would come into a room and so, uh, in the dad's bedroom, there's a closet and like clothes are on the floor. And there's a suitcase thrown on the ground, and you go to the suitcase. And Connor, every, every android will have like an ability. Connor's was reconstruction, and you basically look around the room and you figure out, okay, this suitcase is here. It's actually not a suitcase; it's a gun case. And you look around and see where clothes are strewn, and you reconstruct the situation where then in wireframe you can rewind using the touchpad, and it shows very clearly that the android came to the room, opened the closet in a rush, and knocked something down pulled down this case and it knocked a bunch of clothes in the ground and you're just seeing where stuff was strewn mm-hmm. and as you're playing through that you can slowly find other clues so like one of my favorite ones was um you find the spot where he murdered the father because he shoots him point blank but the body rocked backwards and the father dropped his ipad and if you walk in the room you won't see the ipad but if you reconstruct the crime scene and then you're rewinding if you get it on the perfect frame you see a clue 
And when you get that clue, it's the iPad, which slid across the room, and you open it, and it's open to the purchase confirmation of the new Android. I love wow. that. So it, it's cool because you, like you're getting more info. Are you moving around? Is it like third person? Does it feel yeah. like moving around in heavy in rain? Heavy rain yeah. yeah. And the cool, the coolest thing about that BCD they confirmed was uh, you can die, and there's no game over state. There aren't fail states. Yeah. Like you can die, and then you just never play as that character again, yeah. and you move on to someone else. Right. Which means that we're all gonna have a different. We're gonna drive a different path through this. Game yeah. Each yeah. Time. I'm really excited yeah. about this. Well, like, I feel how, like I mean, it's kind of early to say, but it, I feel like this could be. Like David Cage finally biting off the right amount to chew. Well, so I said this on our yep. post show, but like one of the biggest problems I've had with his games is that the sort of the animation and and the the acting is usually very wooden. It's the Uncanny Valley. It's yeah. the Uncanny Valley, but making them androids kind of fixes that. Yeah. Also, like, this was so I I don't know. Like I personally thought it was so well done. Like I thought the acting in that demo was really like pitch perfect all the way across the board. Even like the hardened police chief who doesn't want to work with you. It's like you get the impression that like these people have a history with androids. They yeah. don't want to deal with mm-hmm. you. Like they in some way their life has been affected and they resent that an android yeah. is cleaning up their mess. Yeah, I feel like Cage and Quantic Dream, it's always been a studio, like I've super respected the studio, but I've always felt like their reach extended their grasp. Yes, um, totally. Yeah. And, and it finally feels like this might be the one. Uh, and yeah. I also love the idea, I mean, that's so, like the fact that it takes place in Detroit and that like Detroit, which is America's heart of industry, which led this country for the better part of a century in keeping yep. it afloat. Mm-hmm. And the idea that it that that technology meant so much to the city and now the city is turning on its technology in the yes. future is very interesting to me. And that's why I love that in the trailer they're yeah. not ignoring that. Like mm-hmm. you're going like I loved the trailer was driving through suburban Detroit yep. and you see like boarded up homes and yep. you see mm-hmm. like I it's really smart of them I, I hope the game involves that yeah time. all eight of the miles yeah, uh, yeah I really hope uh, like we've seen two of the characters so far uh, we've seen the detective and then we've seen Kara 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. who was um, in the Carl de- yeah the original demo that yeah, the, showed yeah, off, yeah the right? tech, demo. tech demo yeah um, and so yeah I'm hoping this thing just has like a dozen really interesting characters that yeah. sort of weave in and out I mean, it sounds like it will which I think that's like one of the things that Heavy Rain was so awesome at mm-hmm. like it had very few side characters now like not all of them were as compelling as as the other ones were but the way they all kind of came together and interacted and then like i said before like the way we all played that game differently and coming one of my favorite memories of being at ign was coming in when that game came out and just talking to people Mm -hmm. and being like oh you let that like there's that one fight you have in the market where if you let that thug guy get away Mm -hmm. like he torments you later in the game. It becomes a problem. Yeah. But if you beat his ass right there on the spot, like that's the end of that dude's yep. story. Yep. Um, and if this game does a lot of stuff like that, I'm totally in. Yep. It's the same thing with Until Dawn. Like yep. when, when Alana first started working here, both of us were like obsessed with Until Dawn. And yep. her, like hearing her play through and my play through, I'm like, oh no, all of those people died in mine. Yeah, yeah. I love really that. Cool. And yep. they call it, I think they call it bending, if I remember right, is like the Quantic Dream thing. Mm-hmm. That's like their term for it. Um, and he said in there that like, this is, I mean, they were pretty open about the fact like this is more heavy rain than beyond. Like they were leaning more into that yeah. original idea. Yeah. Beyond. No, I'm I'm excited right. about this. I love I love just exploring environments and finding those like I, I hate audio logs. I think they're really mm-hmm. lazy. Yeah. I'm not crazy about text files, but finding like an object that tells you something yeah, is always totally. kind of interesting. And so like this I totally agree. And this demo is one of the coolest uses I've ever seen of that where like the first time you play it, he just walks through the house. But if you go like carefully and meticulously like and you can't go too meticulously because the longer you take the more that probability timer is ticking down but he finds like a picture frame 
and you can look at it, inspect it, and put it back down and keep walking. Or it's the future. It's a video. Mm -hmm. And if you play the video, it's literally this girl when she's like five being like, I love you, Daniel, and like hugging the android. And then you know his name is Daniel. You know he has a relationship with the daughter. And it's just, it rewards you for taking a second. Yeah. Before I move on, just one of those sort of off topic, one of the best uses of like environmental and object storytelling to me is in Gone Home when you you go into your father's like writing room and you see, you get a, you see a letter from his publisher and it's like, hey, you, we like, we're signed your book. We're going to get 20,000 copies out there. We're so excited. And they go a little bit further, and there's just empty bottles of booze everywhere. And they go a little bit further, and there's a ton of unopened boxes of the book yep. because it did not sell. And it never tells you any of that. Nope. nope. But I'm like, oh, my God. That is so good. It's it is. So, yeah, and like, even, even the safe in that game, like, yes. if you go and find, like, the safe that has evidence of, like, him being molested yeah. and all these, like, things and that, like, get super yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Really good. God, that game. Man. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of things anyway, and drug addicts. Um, yeah, real quick PSA. That, that game's free on PlayStation Plus yeah. this month. And if you yeah. haven't yep. played it, it takes two hours. Uh, yep. Just do it. Just mm-hmm. jump in there. Yep. Don't read anything about it. Don't hear anything. Just, yep. just go yep. do it. Yeah, in spite of the fact we just kind of spoiled the big yeah. chunk Sorry. of it. So, um, <laughs> there you go. Last Guardian comes Last out October beyond. 25th. Uh, did somebody play it? I did. You played it? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, well, that's, you played, that's what you happens. played the last Guardian. That's How's what that happens feel? when you don't play Zelda. <laughs> I didn't play Zelda. I was the only person here that didn't play Zelda oh, really? in the world. Well, you didn't play Zelda. Oh. I don't. I didn't play anything. It, was, um, it sucked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I play like two things. Was... Uh, but yeah, it was the uh, it was like the opening 45 minutes or so uh, of the game. Uh, it opens with narration. Like the 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 main boy is an old man telling the story of what happened with him. You see these cave paintings of all these different creatures, and it, it stops for a second on Trico, and then sort of fades into uh, the boy trying to, you know, you don't know why he's there, but Trico is tied up and he's got all his arrows everywhere. Um, it's about freeing the bird, dog, dog bird. Bird dog. Bird dog. Bird dog. Bird dog. One, of the, but one of the things that stuck out to me was bird dog's always been super cute. Uh, in this demo, that thing's terrifying. Like, really? his power and his strength, like, the first time he makes a noise, it knocks you back. Like, when he, when you get this mirror shield and you point towards what you want him to destroy, his eyes glow this terrifying color and he shoots lightning at it and just blows up walls. Well, he reminds me of, like, when huh. you see somebody walking, like, just a really ugly dog, and you're like, yeah. I like dogs. That's a hideous dog. <laughs> Yeah, you're still more, cute because that's you're more a dog. bird than dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that scary thing where like uh, I had a friend I lived in New York who had a pit bull, yep. and it was probably the sweetest dog I've ever met. Um, and it was just very cute; would always like cuddle with you, and was very happy to see everybody. But uh, there was a night when I guess someone broke into his apartment, yeah. and he said that dog like probably would have killed that guy. Like it was barking; like she was tied up next to his bed, but like. He said like he had never seen her that angry, and she yeah. went into like full on guard dog mode. Yeah. And it's yeah. that scary guard thing. Dog. Where, like, that guard dog. It, it, I mean, it's that scary thing of like an animal can be cute and friendly yeah. and love you, mm-hmm. but also is capable of like yeah. unbelievable destruction. Yep. Yeah. Also, birds are terrifying. Birds are very scary. I don't like birds at all. Just horrible creatures yeah. of the sky. But, but dogs of, are great. Dogs are yeah, dogs are real cool. Uh, like a lot those. of the puzzles here were the stuff we saw at the demo last year at E3. Um, I won't go into too much just to avoid spoilers. Yep. Uh, I'm super excited that this game is coming out in a few months. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. It's very strict. Like, uh, everything in the world fits in its art style except the kid. Yeah. Which we've I, talked about. I, I love that. Which like, kind of makes so sense. Weird. The kid yeah. looks like he's from a town in Wind Waker. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like this... What is it like, Jaroscuro or whatever drawings? Like, yeah, he just, yeah. just pops up into this game. Jaroscuro, in Rogue One. Uh, uh, isn't that, didn't you have a theory about that, or is that Justin? Uh, no, I thought that maybe it's uh, intentional that the kid is from. You know, this, this is representing the fact this kid is from another world or another yeah. place, mm. just like the kid Nico was. Just like, and there's yep, the multiple girl bird dogs now. There's now multiple bird dogs. Yeah. You yep. don't know like one of these Which bird dogs is going to die. Bird dog and bad. 
Dirk dog. I like the story of a, of a dog bird. I like Dirk the story bar. of a, like the boy and his bird dog, and knowing, knowing that there's multiple of them is like a little less interesting yeah. to me. Because it means that a bunch of them are going to you know, bite the bullet and yeah. fall in that hole. I'm excited to bullet. play this game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm excited to like not talk about it much more and just mm-hmm. play it. You know? October yeah. 25th. Yeah. 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 Movement it's, feels a lot like uh, Eco and Shadow, for better or for worse. It, it feels mm-hmm. realistic, quote unquote, which is also a little weird and uh, like you don't have inertia you're not, heavy. You're having fun. You're just kind of yeah. like. But I'm, I, I cannot wait. For, like, this, this is by no, far it's the great. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus and Eco are on PlayStation now. So if you have yeah. that, Check uh, those give them a shot. I will say, I tried playing Eco again recently and it. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up that well. Yeah. Uh, the 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 static. The sort of like non-static, slightly movable camera is very. Oh, awkward. the camera's not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's still. I reviewed it for one up when the HD collection came yeah. out, and it's still. I, I it's, think it's it's, still it's worth pros are so much yeah. better than it's. Cons. I feel like for me, it's. I think Ego is great. I think Shadow of the Colossus is a masterpiece. Yeah. Like I think I that totally is agree. like that separation. Yeah. There yeah. were also a couple. Uh, just mentioning, it's early, but there were a couple pretty savage frame rate hits when I played it. Mm. But we're still a couple months off. Yeah. All right. Well, you yeah. know, fingers crossed. Uh, days gone. This one, Sony Bend, they have a game. We did that yeah. thing. Uh, the very first thing I did the second that logo came up was Tweet Colin, yeah. who has been asking about this for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so Marty and I both saw this behind closed doors as well. Um, Eric Jensen was there leading the demo. Very nice man. Uh, podcast man listener. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think... Shout out to Eric. Um, I think this game technically is gorgeous. I think it is that weird... Like, it's such a trite thing to say about a video game, but I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many things on screen at once, and performance doesn't suffer. Oh, yeah. And in that way, it's ridiculous. Like, there were, like, legitimately probably 500 zombies or freakers running at me on screen, or or running at Deacon, rather. Uh, the, The thing I'm concerned about with it is that, like, there's a lot of zombie fatigue out there. A game like The Last of Us stands because I care so much about the characters. Mm -hmm. Man, do I not care about Deacon yet? Yeah. Um, and there, there's time for that. We don't know the story. We don't know a lot. Yeah. But I, I think it's missing that heart right yeah, now. Yeah, you mentioned zombie fatigue. It was the fourth zombie game that we saw, and it was the E3 hadn't even started because we had yep. Telltale's Walking Dead oh, season three. Yeah. We yep. had Dead Rising three, four, and we had State of Decay. Decay two. Yep, and that's the thing. Like, but it's I think not... it's, it's cool to note how different each one of those games are. Yeah, I mean, this game is at least going with the World War Z approach yeah. of zombies. It's somewhat further. grounded in reality. Yeah, but again, like, like men basically. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was, so I. I wrote a preview about this that, yes, Marty, it wasn't as good as your God of War one, but I, I wrote a preview uh, about this, about the interesting thing being that you need the environment, that you are never going to wipe out these zombies. There's yeah. no, it's not like The Last of Us, where you're like, okay, there's eight, I'm going to plot out my strategy for how to take out all eight. Interesting. This is like, you are never going to win. Even if you had infinite ammo, there's no world where you're going to wipe these guys out. So what you have to do is go low or stay high or put obstacles in your way. Like, you were just buying yourself every second that you can to so get I away know, from I them. I think you do have infinite ammo because at least in the demo, it just seemed like you never uh, ran out. Yeah, they, they said that demo was like, to teach you concepts, they kind yeah, of dialed yeah. everything to eleven. So like you, you were more powerful than you will be in the real game. I feel, but I mean, I, I feel like I'm I'm slightly more optimistic about this game than the rest of you guys are. I'm, I'm pretty excited, dude. I'm my thing is like I'm kind of neutral right now. Mm-hmm. I I just want to know more. I think the thing is they were so smart about how they shut off the tech, and the demo was really just a a, a good exploration of like. You're probably screwed, but here's how you can buy yourself time. But the thing is, like, I only want to buy myself time when I have a goal. When mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, even Dead Rising. Like, I make fun of Dead Rising, but it's like the the games where you're trying to save your daughter and Dead find Rising her. Dead Rising makes fun of Dead Rising. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's like at least that hook, the core story hook of like like Dead Rising Two, trying to get your daughter the injection she needs so she doesn't become a zombie. Like those things 
keep you playing in a yeah. weird way, um, or the time limit, or whatever it is. I think we just don't know what those are yet. Because yeah. that's what I'm saying. Character-driven, exactly. story-based, open-world game yeah. set in Portland, the Pacific Northwest, which, which I think is great because yeah, it's that's a what Ben is yeah, too. And Oregon, it's kind of yeah. like when Sucker Punch did Seattle; like they know that city mm-hmm. better than anyone. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I start saying. I have no doubt those things exist. We just don't have yeah. them yet, and it's hard not starting with that because, like, again, like I get the tag, I get everything, but like. Until I know that, I don't know why I care if Deacon escapes. Yeah, I was almost more impressed by the s- story trailer near the beginning of the conference. Yeah, it was like the VO and yes. Deacon talking mm. about his life. Sam Witwer, right? Yeah, Sam yeah. Witwer. Yeah, uh, and then uh, hey, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Two messages this episode. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the 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 actual demo I thought was an impressive tech demo. I liked the fact that there's Last of Us mild crafting things where you combine two things yeah. and you make a cool thing. Yeah, we saw him make a Molotov cocktail. I yeah. think it's literally the exact same interface as The Last of Us. Which I'm totally fine. Like, yeah. They did yeah. just fine. Um, I, I think I, I, we were saying that earlier. That was the thing, though. I totally agree. The story trailer was rad. The demo, I like the demo. I think it's mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of good stuff there. It was just a weird note to end that conference on. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, yep. the, for a conference that started with an orchestra, it seems weird to end with a guy on a roof shooting mobs of like just a fountain of human beings. Yeah, and but they're not have, zombies. That's the weird thing. Like they're they're still alive. Is they the have whole a brain thing. virus, which is very Last of Us. Yep. I mean, um, that's. I feel bad comparing this to The Last of Us so often, but there are a lot of comparisons mm-hmm. to be made. Well, yeah. in lieu of that game getting a proper sequel anytime soon, I think this is going to be nice to fill that void. Uh, if on, if Naughty Dog says, hey, we are making Last of Us 2, it'll be really weird to see those both both of those games side mm-hmm. by side. But also, like, and we were talking about the release dates earlier, they didn't even say a year for this. No. So this is like, I, I think this is a game that, like, maybe we get next fall, maybe there's a lot left. I mean, th- like, like I was saying, comparing this to Microsoft's conference, all of those games at Microsoft's conference, and even probably the hardware, are going to be out in 20. 17. Yeah. Most yeah. of them out late 2016, early 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not surprised if a handful of the things we've talked about are 2018 and beyond. Yeah. I would. I, yeah. I would say yeah. just going down the list real quick. Like God of War is probably a 2019 game. No, yeah, 19. I so. No, I, I think. think so. I think that could be next fall. I think so. I think it'll. I think it'll get a a February 2018 release date. Yeah, and it'll get delayed wow. to fall 2018. Or, like, February 2019. I think it gets a, like, September 2017 release date and then maybe slips to, like, February 2018. Okay. I mean, but I again, definitely I, think that I, game... I would love to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And we'll but, all be yeah. dead by the time Death Stranding I mean, comes And out. also, yeah. dude, don't forget that, like, they outed that game as being in development at PSX 2014. So it's, well, like, yeah, it's no, not like they just started. said they've been working on it for three years so it's, far. Yeah. So I think that, that game... they have a lot more work to do. Yeah, so. But, I mean, coming out next year is still a lot more work. That's, yeah. that's 18 months of work. Like, I still think that they... I think that can, that's an X-Fall game. Okay. I mean, I, I like would, I would love to be playing this game next fall. Yeah, I, I, my guess is February 2018 at, at, at the earliest. If that is a 2019 game, it's so weird thinking about like you're saying, like what happens in between? Because like you know, Horizon is a great example. That was a fall game, got delayed to February. Um, we know that's coming. We have No Man's Sky coming in August. I mean, what, this is not like this is this is a problem. Sony doesn't have the Nintendo problem. Like yeah. they have third parties, so it doesn't matter. Like yeah. we'll, be, mm-hmm. we'll be playing Watch Dogs Three and Assassin's Creed Egypt and all this other. Yeah, and that was last too. year. Like the system yeah. won on the strength of Battlefront and Fallout and all of the things that people were just buying more on PS4. Yeah, no. I think the real question is like which version of PS4 are we be playing these games on? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. right, that's a good point. Our generation's dead. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's oh crazy. Uh, What's man. left? Three left because we did Batman and yeah. Telltale. So you want to talk about the RPGs really quick? Yeah, real quick. Uh, Final Fantasy was at both conferences. Um, man, the 
the uh, there's no garbage can over there. You just threw it in the corner. <laughs> just yeah, into the abyss. The Xbox conference demo was a Titan boss battle mm-hmm. that w- it was kind of hit or miss with most people. I don't think it really. I think it started really it strong really? and then it just kept going. And you're like, okay, it was hit yeah. with some people. Really, that demo was. When you I like watch, that demo. The, when you watch a different playthrough of that demo, a really clean playthrough yeah. that's being played really well. The demo's cool. Yeah, yeah, so what happened there? I mean, that was... I think it was just tough. Really it was, it was just playing game. on stage and tough. And, and Jason from and Kotaku noticed, if you go back and watch the press conference footage, there's a very clear moment where it seems like they're stopping the live demo and switch to pre-recorded footage. Because, like, there's a single frame jump where Noctis, like, moves back, which is totally fine. I mean, people are very upfront about the fact that, like, a lot of the time they have a backup demo or they're yeah. playing it backstage or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah I think... Uh, that footage, I don't think wowed people, but then the footage during the uh, Sony conference really and then cool. the flying car footage. The flying released. car thing yeah. is the, yeah. the part where I'm like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Your, your car essentially turns into an airship and it turns out this open world. You can just fly wherever you want and land wow. wherever you want. And, and they tease that during the Uncovered event, but now you see like just the scope of how high you get that it is basically your airship in yeah. this game. Very cool. It's so Very cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, also, then, there's uh, the VR stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the VR stuff, I, I didn't see it. I, I heard it. I don't was give a crap about finding that monster, but you can ride around that, that woman in that car. Yeah, and you're just like, you and you're be playing. Like, oh, we're in a car together, madam. Mm-hmm. You're playing as Pronto, which yeah. is kind of the goofier. He's the guy who almost looks like Baby Cloud, and he's the guy who takes mm-hmm. he takes pictures. And then when you go camping at the end of the day, he shows you what the pictures yeah. are. Sort of like yeah. the weird dude. And, be a lot uh, of pictures, butt yeah. photos. Yeah. I like pictures. the idea that there's that scene where he's just doing selfies in front of that horrible monster. monster yeah. I'm yeah. Like, that's such a like uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Jurassic World was just sort of like, hey, there's amazing happening right in front yeah. of us, but it doesn't matter because I have a phone. I get to look at that. Instead, it was really awesome yeah. just to sort of be like, I'm burying the lead here. It's me in front yeah. of a monster's yeah. butt. Yeah. Yeah, they do. The anime is actually really funny with that, too. Like, yeah. that's like in Brotherhood. He's doing a bunch of that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you have your Persona minute. Yeah, Persona was there. Uh, we saw uninterrupted oh, gameplay for the first winks. time. Uh, in all seriousness, like, that game is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, the style stuff is really cool. Like, um, those games, Persona 3 and 4 are PS2 games. And so it's really crazy seeing. That weird next generation feeling of like, oh, like towns are populated with hundreds of people and the school hallways are crowded and there's so many smart things. Uh, You accept a mission uh, early on in the footage they showed us and you're in a classroom and rather than just some stupid prompt popping up on screen, it literally like magically as though by a ghost, the chalkboard behind you says mission start. And then when you accept it, it like erases and there's smear on the chalkboard. And like there's just so much style to that game. It's so smart. Um, We saw job system stuff. We saw all kinds of cool battle changes uh, in battle now. Because, like, the whole motif of the game is that you're thieves and that it's, like, a prison thing as developer. I've never seen Max more poor. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I love uh, that this makes you happy. That's yeah, why I'm also really excited about yeah. it. I have a preview about it. Read it there. I'm just, I'm, uh, yeah. I think Max's problem is that he gets this excitement at home with his fiance, yeah. and then he gets it at work from you. Yeah. So. His other fiance. <laughs> his work husbands. Literally, yeah. probably buying a second PS4 just so I don't have to fight over it with Jen because she's going to be so you have, eight months, even until February. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I put up a thing. Meantime, so. uh, it's on IGN's call. Persona Five is dripping with style. You can read that, or just look at my Twitter, where I just babble about Persona constantly. Uh, Resident Evil was probably the that was one that had been rumored for so long, but was another just cool name brand to have pop up in the Sony conference. And yep. also, the biggest thing is it's out in January. Yeah, January twenty yeah. fourth. You can play the demo right you now. You play the demo yeah. right now. Have you guys uh, played it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lana and I got real, real saucy and, uh, and played with that. Uh, it's a uh, it's uh, it's spooky. It's super derivative yeah. of PT and of um, what's the other one? Outlast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's a couple really really cool mechanics in there. The VHS thing, especially. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole part where basically like 
and I think it's it's a really nice alternative to the whole like let's go to the crime scene and rewind the footage. <laughs> you have to track down a, a VHS cassette, which are the, the scariest form of, of electronic media, uh, and then you pop it in, and then suddenly you're playing you're playing as the camera guy who shot the VHS. Yeah, which is great. And it's so cool because you're like, if you go around and you pay attention to the environment, there are all these cues of like. Things are sort of different. This thing got moved since yeah. the VHS was shot, so maybe after the VHS, I yeah. need to figure out what was going yeah, on. Yeah, oh, like, really the smart. way you're filming things, the characters get mad at you for not like I was just sort of gawking at all the details. Whereas your producer would be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Dude, like, come, catch, yeah. catch up with me." Yeah, um, and I could imagine in it was really funny because like I played it like I shut off all the lights in my apartment, and my wife was asleep in the other room, and I, I played like the first. 90 seconds of it and then put the controller down and picked up my phone I was like hey has anyone else played this <laughs> I just want to make sure my friends are talking to me right now it's pretty spooky yeah, yeah, it's, it is because pretty spooky. it's pretty spooky because everything in a flashlight beam is pretty spooky yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate how just completely mired in familiar tropes, tropes it is yeah like okay, it's a it's a gross old house. Like PT was scary because but it was a totally like normal apartment. It felt like a lived in home. Yeah, here's the thing: it just least, happened to be a little bit a little bit decrepit. At least know? they're horror tropes and not Resident Evil tropes. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that seems really smart to me is that like yes, we've seen a lot of horror, but at least it's horror. Like mm-hmm. this seems to be at least from like the press conference footage because I haven't played the demo yet. Mm-hmm. Seems to be at least returning it to horror and yeah. like it's a, it sounds so stupid, but like Krupa uh, from our UK team went and played it. Um, and he was like, oh, they confirmed that there's still herbs in it. Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny that like that was actually interesting that there's still little franchise mm-hmm. staples. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like there's Umbrella Core. It doesn't seem there like there's... Well, so, yeah, there's a... Yeah. You find a photograph, and if you look, it, the Umbrella Core logo's on the side of a helicopter. It has a couple endings. It still has some mysteries. There's like a finger you can find, and uh, no one knows what you really? do with the finger. I'm actually bummed about that. This sort of felt like like when you break up with someone for a while, and you run into them again, and they're like, oh, I'm different, I swear. And, and that's like, why I'm surprised oh, it's... their old routine. Because yeah. the rumor was a reboot. And when yeah, they, I was when hoping the for that. Seven came up on screen. I was legitimately surprised. It's because like, it made the logo cool. But it's also called Seven colon Biohazard. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And in Japan, it's called Biohazard, Biohazard Seven colon Resident Evil. Which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, side note, there are multiple endings to this demo. Yep. And there are like weird secrets that people are still uncovering. And yeah. Capcom saying that there's a bunch of stuff no one's found yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, there's an axe in the yeah. demo that no one knows how to use for anything. Uh, I was I fell into this weird web on the subreddit for this game the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, the people are super into this. And this is really fascinating. It's not like PT levels of crazy yet. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in there to unpack. Yeah. If you just fly through the demo, chances are you might feel a little unfulfilled by it, as yeah, I did. Take your time a second way through. But yeah, take your time a um, second way through. Play with them. Um, there's one a phone you explore. can use in the in the upstairs area. Yeah, that has three different messages on it. So weird. Ooh. Very weird. Yeah. One really quick thing we should touch on is that, uh, so the other big thing with this is that it is full game, played on your PS4, or you can play it in VR. Yep. Yeah. Did anyone play it in VR at either? No, that seems nauseating. I read it yeah. was, that it's very difficult to, like, we, that moving around mm-hmm. in that game is nauseating. We both yeah. play The Kitchen, yeah. which yeah. is a game yeah. where you're sitting in a chair and a woman and comes in team. and screams yeah. at you. It's pretty much the same house. Right. Uh, I mean, it's almost, they almost said The Kitchen is sort of canonical. Yeah. Seems like this. it, yeah. The demo starts yeah. with, like, a, a, a file logo, basically. Yeah. And literally, if you go back to the kitchen demo logo, it's identical font and everything yeah. mm-hmm. to the, the new so R7 logo. The big issue that VR is having right now is that movement in it is incredibly difficult for some people to handle. Like some brains are just not wired to handle it because your your mind is saying, I'm here, I'm mm-hmm. looking around, I'm in this room. But the way your mind communicates with your body when you actually use your legs and, mm-hmm. and everything to walk mm-hmm. and that rhythm and that frequency of that is not translating well to VR and people are getting incredibly nauseous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's my favorite inner ear thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite example is uh, Steve Butzer editor-in-chief, and I don't, I don't say this to make fun of him because I did the same thing. Uh, he was playing uh, uh, Job Simulator on Vive in our in our demo room, and 
Uh, in that game, you're in, in that job, you're at a desk, and uh, he picked up a coffee mug, and he dropped it on the ground, and he physically bent down to pick up the coffee mug and reached his hand out to put his hand on the desk while he bent down, and then just literally fell over because there isn't actually a in desk his mind, there. the desk was in front of him, and yeah. he was in a giant blank demo room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh this is it's going to be really interesting once more VR stuff is out in the wild. Mm-hmm. I know uh, we're we're basically I mean, get lab rat. Get yeah, I feel like that whole the, the whole yeah. node based thing is the way it's going to go. Like yeah. Batman VR, the way you hop between specific set points, it's the same thing in the Psychonauts that VR. That teleporting thing, yeah. right? I think yeah, that's it's, the way it's, it's going to go. Fallout VR was doing the same yeah. thing. I was talking to Jared Petty about that. I mean, he, he tried that demo at E3, and it mm-hmm. was basically just. Hopping, just yeah. transporting mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. So we still have a ton of stuff to talk about. Do you want to save indies and then EA and Ubisoft maybe for next week? Because sure. I have yeah. a feeling next week's also going to be relatively yeah. light in terms of news. Uh, yeah, I think so we're just, all the big do you want to just hop to rapid yeah. fire? Um, yeah, yeah I, I will say real quick. Uh, as someone who pre-ordered PSVR and wasn't really sure why that um, sizzle reel of all the PSVR games. Side note: I don't really know when that ended during the show. It just sort of like it ended with Call of Duty, which was confusing because. We were like, is this still a VR game or yeah, is this yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. Um, but that really made me go, oh man, I'm glad I pre-ordered this thing. It's not a garbage. There's no, <laughs> stop Hey man, things. mine was just an empty can. There's like a bunch of ice in there. You're going to make a mess. Horrible. You're going to get rats in uh, here again. Anyway, we go every week. We go on the Podcast <laughs> Beyond Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And we ask your questions. Go to, to clouds.com. That, that clouds.net. Um, <laughs> and this week we got a bunch of great ones. All about E3. Fabian Lopez asked, do you think the PlayStation games announced will all be delayed? Uh, you can't delay I mean, something that doesn't have a release date. That's true. Because it's I mean, really far off. That's that's legitimately, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was saying before. Like, that's why they didn't do release I mean, dates. Horizon and Last Guardian could be the only things that could be delayed, and I yeah. don't think they will. Uh, I think Resident Evil Last Guardian. I think Resident yeah, maybe Resident Evil. Yeah. Gary Garrett asks, any Vita games on the show floor? Nope. There nope. were. Wait, yes. yes. There Callie were. Miranda played uh, There were Psycho Pass and Yomawari at the NIS booth. And um, God, there was one other one. Uh, yeah, they're at third parties. But, I mean, literally none in Sony's booth, none on stage. I had a running joke with the God of War devs when they came by to do our show that I was going to start giving people $10. For every time I heard a dev say the word Vita, I'd give them $10. The only and one. They said it once, and then I said it once to them. And I was like, no, it just, just cancels each other. So <laughs> that was a funny thing. Is that NIS and or NIS had yeah psychopaths and Yomawari and there might have been one more yep. were in a meeting room not on the show floor I think possibly literally the only one I saw on the show floor was Square had World of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. uh, hmm. but that is the only big Vita game that I think we know of uh, Chris Thorne says did you talk to anyone at E3 or at a party after after that you gained a new respect for that's a really good question yeah um, Brandon Jones from Easy mm-hmm. Allies was a I got to catch up with him for the first time for a, a you know, a couple of moments at E3. Uh, just really wonderful, genuine dude. Mm-hmm. Like, go yeah. support the, the stuff that those guys are doing over there. And also, uh, Andrew Renee. Yeah, uh, Andrew actually, Renee. Awesome. All three, I, I don't know, did I mean, you do one of the press conference reaction things for Access? Uh, no, I, I didn't do that. So, did most of the, the three, So I did Sony with her, I think you did Nintendo, and you did Yubi. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. anyway, anyway, point being, like, I have so much respect for her. She's awesome. Yeah. She did mm-hmm. our IGN Access mm-hmm. conversations for the press conferences and go back and watch those yeah. because she just like, I thought, did a really good job of like finding the key points from each of them yeah. and she's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And I met Bernie Burns at our party and he was yeah. Yeah, Bernie's awesome. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation with the creative director of Watch Dogs 2 and it just, I mean, I'm incredibly excited for that game but I, they, yeah. they really just get it. Also all the yeah. devs, like that was the first time I met Corey, I met a bunch of yeah, folks from Rocksteady awesome. who listened to the show and yeah. like everyone I met who listens yeah. to our stuff which mm-hmm. boggles my mind that the people we respect who make the things that allow us to have our jobs also listen to this. It's so cool I, how, yeah. how, how cyclical yeah, that is. Sorry about that ham episode. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, Alana and I went to play Sea of Thieves. Like, Rare is 
probably our favorite developer of all time, and everyone from Rare knew who we were, which yeah. is just mind-boggling. It's so cool. Yeah. I think uh, legitimately, like I, again, to mention your preview, uh, Corey's quotes and everything Corey said about God of War, like as far as this question, that is someone who I'm like, oh, oh like I didn't understand how well you knew your own games and characters. Mm-hmm. And that, like, he was so insightful, so smart. Um, yeah, David Cage also, I think uh, it's easy to kind of poke fun at him, but hearing him be so excited about this world, I thought was yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. He's a lovely man. I've, I've interviewed him once before, and I got to have him on the show floor, and it was like, uh, it was weird, because I, I think he, like, either he was just being very polite or he knew who I was, which is always kind of a weird thing to be like, you made vid- you made video games. I, I like talking a microphone. You yeah. know, like, that's a stupid thing. You I don't were born ever, in France. I don't, was everyone born yeah. in France. Yeah. Uh, and then, but uh, I, no, he was, it, was, it was charming to talk to. I also got to talk to uh, Cliff Blazinski. Oh, who, nice. um, I don't know. We've had like bickered on Twitter before and stuff, but he was like, we just, you know, sat down and, you know, BS'd about his game. And it was like, mm-hmm. it's really cool. You know, he, he's a guy who really cares about what he does. And I mean, both these guys, I, I think everybody at E3 kind of cares about what they do because it's fascinating. But, yeah. yeah. Max um, and I had a weird 20 minutes where within 20 minutes I interviewed Suda51. He interviewed Cliff Wisenski. And I'm like, could you imagine like us telling each other this like seven years ago? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Killer Seven's one of my favorite games of all time. Like, yeah. it's just super surreal. I yeah. Love, yeah I, I love doing I love doing yeah, um, I used to play Unreal Tournament in the homeroom. Yeah, I'm like it was weird. We had a weird teacher, dude. Yeah, that's a real problem there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get made fun of. I should also mention uh, Shigenori Sojima was there. He's the character designer for Persona Five, and no he created everybody from three and four. And it was cool happy, to meet him, even if he put us to sleep. Uh, Tommy, that chair Tommy Ratliff <laughs> says, "What was your favorite memory from your very first E3? My first day at IGN working with any of these people was at E3. So that was like." Just getting shot out of a cannon into a wall. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. shout out to Jonathan Dornbush who had that this year. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was um, – we were in the E3 war room, and the it was the it was the last day, and everybody was busting their asses. And Steve Butts was there, and Steve Butts was just an editor at the time. And uh, somebody – Matt Casamassima got up and said, hey, the internet cut out in here. So, and everyone was like, we can't work. And Steve stood up. And just yelled at the top of his lungs, "Everybody is working for the weekend." And I was like, "This guy is awesome." And I started laughing so hard. I'm like, "There's this camaraderie here that I've never seen it anywhere I've ever worked. Like I worked jobs before yeah. this, and it's just seeing everybody come together uh, was so special and so cool. So yeah. yeah, that's that's probably my favorite. Memory. Yeah, warm yeah. stuff is the best. Like yeah. there's there's yeah. pictures of it. Like honestly, going live on a on, on a post show or a pre show mm-hmm. or writing news and just everyone sort of. It's watching conferences together and geeking out together is awesome. I, I tweeted it at the time, but like last year, uh, the moment they announced Final Fantasy VII Remake, and yeah. you felt the war room freak out. This year, yeah. there were like a dozen moments can, like that. You can take There's the temperature a... on, like that's a really interesting like focus group, honestly. You can take the temperature on the games industry at that, at that war room during any press conference. Mm-hmm. When the entire room's laughing at something, yeah. that's yeah. not like, we're not aping each other. We're doing that because we're... We all feel yeah. like that's stupid. When yep. we're cheering and clapping, like I remember last year we were watching the Mario Maker stream, just watching them play through yeah. these like oh, expert the fine, like, oh yeah, oh, you guys were going nuts. That was, so yeah. cool. that was awesome. I mean, yep. when Star Wars uh, VR got announced, like there's, there's, a, there's, right a, next yeah. 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 there's a video on Alana's Twitter of uh, of me and Brian, and I didn't realize we were being filmed, and we were just like losing our minds. Yeah. Yep. I was like yep. clapping so hard that my fingers went numb, and I was yep. like my face is tingling, and I was yep. just like yeah, there's like up forty times through the conferences where like some pair of us were like we got kind of what is going on right now in Battlefield One. They were like we're proud to that you can even use shovels and I'm like yeah <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you and, and then they kill a horse a and Brian goes yeah I loved uh, the moment the moment you pan around his face and it was revealed that it was Norman Reedus in yeah. the Death Stranding <laughs> demo the worm went nuts yeah. which yeah. I love the Spider-Man trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider- all the, the Zelda footage um, yes. yeah. yep 
Yeah. My, I cried. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have tears in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, my first E3, to answer this question, uh, I I got to meet Sean Baby, who whose website I read growing up. Like it was that was kind of my first exposure. Aside from, I, I guess on, on websites, really. I mean, I you know go to IGN for walkthroughs and stuff, mm-hmm. but for like the Godfather hey. of video game comedy, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it was super weird, and I just what about I, Nestor. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like I met him. At, I met him at a party, and I was like, I was like totally just freaked out and like just completely fanboyed, and was like, oh my god, this is the coolest, coolest thing ever. And he was just like, he was like super nice, and I was like, yeah. this is this is pretty cool. And yeah. then. uh I don't know. Here I am. Like this is my sixth E three. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's just weird how it creeps up on you. Though. Yeah, like, oh hey, this is my fifth. Well, this, I, job. I met, I met, this, this was my eighth. This I met, was my ninth. I met Cliff Blazinski at my first E three. I was with uh, Will Tuttle, who works at Xbox now, and Tal Blevins, who used to work at IGN. And we we're just walking down the street, and all of a sudden, Cliff's there, and they started talking to him because they'd known him for years. And I'm just standing there, and like, hi, I'm Brian. They're like, this is Brian. He's our new hire. He's our, his first E three. And I'm like. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. And we walked away, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was so cool!" And they're like, yes. "Oh, we didn't realize this is all new for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're all so numb to this." And like, I, I don't, there's something so special about that. I hope that mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever go away. Yeah, really. Yeah. I love being yeah. able to. It seems like every year we have one or two new people, oh, and being yeah. able to like be that to them now. Oh, it's great. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, talking so to fun. Chastity after was awesome because this was her first E3, and she was yeah. just like totally like neck deep in it. Oh, basically. Yeah. Also, hey. Even if you don't use Snapchat, get Snapchat and check out IGN stuff on yep. there because yep. Chastity, like, and and her team, they they bust their ass and they do some incredible. Also, stuff. And it's basically, one of the things cool. that's just really yeah. good on IGN. It just yes. works and is different. And basically, yeah. a little cutting edge. It's like a little page a day calendar but yeah. with videos. It, it feels very much like and a, a bunch of us would always do. Pop we do up in there. very weird, funny videos on that. Yeah, so yeah. Go check yeah. That out. yeah. We have every time one of us pitches a feature that's too weird to actually go up on the site. We're like, let's do it for Snapchat yep. because in twenty four hours we can't get in trouble. Yep. I wanted to do one last one at the end yeah, sure. uh, about IGN's game of the show, which was Zelda. Uh, Go- Goji Gonzalez says, do you feel like the new Zelda looks a lot like Shadow of the Colossus reskinned with a Nintendo look? A lot of people are just sort of generally asking our thoughts on Zelda, which, I mean, obviously, if you grew up playing video games, that's a, a franchise yeah. you've interacted yep. with in some way. Um, it's my favorite video game franchise of all time. Uh, so, yeah, what, how do you guys feel about Zelda? I know it's not a it, PS4 game. Sorry. It just looks like Metal Gear Solid Five did in terms of being like, here's this genre-defining classic series that's been around for you know 30 years or whatever. And they're finally, like, taking cues from other games. Yeah. Because I think that it's one of those things where it's to be, like, you know, to be derivative after being a, a trendsetter is, like, is kind of frowned upon, you know? And it's, like, it's always kind of like, oh, we're going to do our own thing. But, like, maybe maybe poke your head up now and then and look at what other people are doing. So this looks like, I mean, this looks a little bit like Shadow of the Colossus. I was thinking more kind of, uh, like, more Dark Souls, more Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Uncharted. Uh, yeah. Uncharted. Yeah, I mean, it's got, like, all these... It looks Minecraft. <laughs> looks like a massive, massive departure for the series, and it's Which, I don't know. for the first time since '98. Yeah, it, since feel, it feels yeah. like they're making um, yeah. they're yeah. making a I mean, game outside of the vacuum. The one also, the game it's closest to is the NES Zelda. Like, yeah, honestly, 100%. what it really feels like is a super modern reboot of that because was, that's the only Zelda where you can just go in any direction. And a lot of the games that with, Max uh, mentioned are pulled from some of the things I that know. the original Zelda had. Well, like, that's it's the cool thing. It's that when Tomb Raider reboot came out in 2013, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's ripping off Uncharted," and it's like, "Well, but Uncharted is ripping off Tomb Raider." Dude, I did an interview with the devs behind. Lego Worlds at E3, and people were in the comments, and they were like, "This is a Minecraft ripoff." And I'm like, "Are you f- kidding me?" 
Minecraft li- ripped off Legos. Like that's where it started. Like let's trace this back. But I was talking to Ryan Scott yesterday. He used to work here. He's you know friend of the show on Comedy Button. Uh, and about how the original Legend of Zelda is basically a game that you can walk into the sixth the dungeon or the third An dungeon, accident. Yeah. Straight up in the beginning of the game. Like yep. if you you can go to the second screen and buy the candle that lets you burn a bush and then walk into the seventh dungeon and just start fighting dudes. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. In this new Zelda, like uh, when Jose and I saw it, they literally just turned a corner and we met this giant rock monster who just destroyed us in one blow yep. and they were like not ready for that one yet it's <laughs> like, like one minute into the game so my, my, one of my favorite things in Bloodborne is like running around that first area that looks a lot like Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. and there's d- that d- down that one side street you're like who the hell's that dude oh the big walk, dude with the just a yeah. big ass dude and yep. you go down there and he destroys you yep. and then like you come back five hours later and you're like yo what's up now yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready like, yeah. I love that yeah. I love yeah. that no, that's so, so cool it's doing I think for um, we've never really seen an open world Metroidvania like in that sense, where it's just like, okay, there's an environment he- puzzle here, but you can't get through it yet because you don't have a hook shot. I mean, but who knows where that hook shot is? Like the Tomb Raider reboot, kind of did that. Kind of, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but it was even, still, it was still those weird sort of structure, and that yeah, never the, felt like an open, yep. open world, if open world. Say I mean, it, that was really good. Yeah. I know we didn't, get, we didn't give you, <laughs> we didn't give you your props in the last episode, <laughs> but that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks really for listening. That yeah, that's good. Oh, you guys man. also have a drunk beyond that's going up soon. Yeah, that's going to be weird. I don't know. What we I think yeah. we, I think we said that. Uh, I think I said that Norman Reedus looks like a racist. So apologies <laughs> to yeah. Norman we recorded Reedus. just on audio, I mean, and then everyone, uh, every, a bunch of people got sick after E3, so that's why eyes. it's delayed. So this will probably be up after. <laughs> also, I apologize because this will probably be up first, and then that will be up, which took place in the past. But it was different people's opinions, like Alana yeah. and Zach and Greg Miranda Miller and Kelly. A lot of people on there. Just more beyond. Just more beyond. Yeah, just with alcohol. Yeah. Also, in the Beyond group, I put up a, a thread of every interview I did at E3. I'm really proud of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a lot of really cool stuff. So yeah. if you haven't gone back and looked yeah. at the IGN YouTube channel, um, chances are you're going to get a bunch of new and interesting and different takes on games. Stuff like God of War, we saw behind closed doors. The same demo being replayed, and there's just like... The, because there's a guy playing it, different things and, happen. And giving yeah, us should, context. On we that. should all do that. Go into the thread and just drop in five things each of us did yeah, or something. Totally. Because yeah. I saw your thing. Because yeah, like I've stuff I share and you hey, you, you know where you can check that out? It's facebookcom slash group slash podcast beyond. Right. And then uh, uh, all these videos will be up on YouTube at youtubecom slash ign beyond, yeah. which uh, we are active in the comments. Hey there. Marty, yeah, please call out an app. Oh, uh, yeah, Such Such as Roku, yeah. iOS, <laughs> yeah. PS4, Xbox, and etc. Yeah. During this recording. Yeah, during this recording. No, the apps are actually good. I have the PS4 app. That's yeah. where I'll go home and I'll, I'll fall asleep. To, I'll bring a girl home and I'll make her fall asleep to an episode of Beyond. That's the worst. I've never done that before. That's yep. very weird. Yeah. You remember, your word of the week is cummus. <laughs> Stop the most it. most horrible thing Marty's ever said in the no. show. Yeah, right. In the same week, I said tunt. <laughs> <laughs> and pangus. All right. Well, Thanks great. for listening. Where can we yep. find everyone on the Twitter? This was really fun. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. I'm Max Scoville on Twitter. Goldfarb um, is Garfep. Yep. Uh, Brian is Agent Bizzle. Mm-hmm. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. That's right. And, three uh, compasses. Yeah, if you have trouble finding those, then uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. The internet. And Alana's in Australia for a few weeks, right? So yeah. we'll yeah. get her back on the show. But she'll have a bunch returns. of dog pictures, so it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah send a I'm nice picture of a dog, dog to Alana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do not send anyone ever pictures of spiders, because that's just... Suck. <laughs> I hate spiders. Wow. <laughs> All right, that's it. The show's over. Let's go home. Beyond! Beyond! Beyond.